So before we begin, we've got a couple of news items to cover. The first one is the Northeast Swim Bait Expo, which is going to be running this weekend. That's the 18th and 19th up in Sturbridge, Massachusetts. That's at the Sturbridge Host Hotel and Conference Center. And it's basically two days devoted to the swim bait fishermen. There's going to be all kinds of big bait manufacturers there, as well as you know many of the tackle manufacturers that make stuff that caters to the big bait fishermen. Um, even if you're not a freshwater fisherman, if you're like a striper guy, this might be something that you want to visit because swim baits are coming, man, and uh, they're already they're already arriving on our shores, if you will. Um, we're seeing more and more striper guys trying out the whole swim bait thing. We're seeing some custom guys now starting to make some stuff as well. Uh, so that is probably going to be the wave of the future for striped bass fishing. So if you want to get a leg up on that, you're definitely going to want to check out this show. Um, we will be there. Uh, the fishermen will be there. We'll have some great giveaways for people who want to sign up uh, for the magazine. And you may also want to check out the, uh, the March edition if you're a big bait guy because we have an awesome article in that edition by Jesse Hall that concerns uh, using big baits on days when the bite is tough. Um, if you don't know Jesse, he's... He's one of the most hardcore big bait fishermen in New England. Uh, he lives way up in Maine, and he's getting it done all the time. So you definitely want to check him out on Instagram. Uh, his handle is swimbaitstud. Uh, so check out that article, and definitely come see us this weekend up in Sturbridge at the Northeast Swimbait Expo. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. Uh, the other thing is another show which we will not be at, but I want to make sure that I tell you guys one more time, because we, or I, Put it in the magazine on the wrong date. I had it as the 19th, but it's actually the 18th, and that is the Plum Island Surfcasters 25th Annual Fishing Show. That's going to be held at Hope Church. That's on Hale Street up in Newburyport. They're going to have seminars. They're going to have uh, custom plug builders. They're going to have tackle shops. I know Surfland is going to be there, and they're going to have some show specials, so it's definitely something you guys want to visit. I've been to that show a few times over the years, and it's always a great time. Always has a lot, of, a lot to offer. And if you're a striper fisherman, you definitely don't want to miss it, and especially if you're a surf guy. Uh, there's a pretty strong contingent of surf fishermen up there on the Plum Island area, and uh, they come out in droves to support this show. So uh, definitely worth a ride. Um, once again, that's on the 18th. That's Saturday, not the 19th, as we had printed in the magazine. And it's at Hope Church on Hale Street in Newburyport, Massachusetts. Head on up there and check them out. And last but not least, we have the giveaway. Have not seen a lot of photos over the last few, you know, maybe the last 10 days or so. Uh, probably has more to do with the fact that the weather's been really uh, up and down. But um, we are getting a few. And uh, going to be giving away a 6-inch darter. Um, still working on the design. Uh, very excited about it, though. And um, be excited to give one away. We're going to run this one all the way out to May 17th. And um, so you got plenty of time to get, get your photos into me. If you're not familiar with how this whole thing works, it's very simple. The only rules are that it has to be a recent photo and it has to show you in the photo. Uh, so if you get a big fish, you got to find a way to, you know, hold that fish up with the camera and, you know, get your smiling face in there as well. You can send them to me at danderson at thefisherman.com or you can text them to the number on the screen. If you do choose to email them, just make sure you put giveaway or contest in the subject line so it makes it easy for me to sort them out and find them later. Uh, also make sure you include your name and uh, we'll uh, collect those photos and we'll pick another winner on May 17th and you know probably do another one after that. Uh, so get those photos into me. For more than 20 years, anglers everywhere have come to know one thing, that nothing says no to fish bites.
Good morning, Dave. Well, I just had to get out and go catch some salt air in my lungs here. See what's going on. And the water is turned up pretty good up here. Uh, as far as uh, fishing, there's been lots going on the whole weekend. Uh, guys are into the largemouth bass pretty good up here. I think those are getting ready to start setting up on their beds. Uh, lots of carp and pike going on in the river up here. And the guys up north are still on the ice. God bless them. But they're driving pretty far. Uh, so still get out and get after it. That's about it from up here. Uh, the Plum Island Surfcaster Show coming up this weekend. Hope everybody can get up. Uh, we'll have lots of plug builders. Uh, Surfland will be there. Uh, a whole bunch of other vendors. Come on out, check it out. Uh, a couple of great speakers also. Steve Gallant, North Shore Surfcaster, as well as Chris Velasquez, Charter Captain on the Merrimack. All right, Dave, that's about it from here. Now moving up into Massachusetts, um, you know, like we were saying in the intro, the largemouth bass fishing is really starting to come to life in Massachusetts. And even though we're really focused on what's happening at the Cape, um, this is definitely spreading out into the, you know, main body of Massachusetts as well. You're not finding any ice anywhere anymore. Uh, I know that some snow fell uh, over these last couple days here. Uh, talking to my mom yesterday and, you know, they had, I don't know, they had eight inches up there. My mother-in-law had well over a foot. And so I know, I know it doesn't look like fishing weather, but I'm telling you, if you can find open water, um, it is, it is fishing weather. Um, but as we head down toward the, you know, southeastern part of the state and out under the Cape, there's no snow. There's, there's not even a dusting of snow out there. And the, uh, and the fishing is looking really good. Uh, last Thursday seemed to be a big day for largemouth guys. I heard from Dan Southwick. He said he was uh, well on his way to uh, knocking out a you know a full tournament limit that would have weighed over 25 pounds. Um, his biggest fish of the day was over six pounds. Got that shot here for you. And then we also, well, actually, before I jump over to Mike, um, now th those fish were caught in swim baits, um, and they were caught in those same ones that Mike Dixon was using last week, um, the DS Customs Floating Glider. The eight inch version um, you look at the shape of that plug and it or that bait I should say and it just makes you realize that there's got to be some herring in some of these ponds because that thing is just a perfect dupe for a herring um, and speaking of Mike Dixon we also got a shot from him this week this fish was taken on a jerk bait it's the biggest fish I've heard of yet this year at seven pounds ten ounces um, so that sort of gives you a you know a sort of a split view of what's going on on the largemouth front right now this is the time of year when these fish are very vulnerable to being targeted. They're hungry. They're trying to bulk up for the spring. Uh, things are starting to warm up. It's getting a little bit more excited. There's some trout being introduced into some of these bodies of water. There's some herring being, uh, you know, migrating into some of these places. And uh, it's just really getting these fish fired up. It's a great time of year to target a really big fish. And um, these guys are proving it week after week. So, um, you know, don't sit on your hands any longer. It's, it is time to largemouth fish right now. And that is extending throughout the entire Cape. We're hearing about good largemouth bass fishing all over the Cape. Fish from two to six pounds are being caught using various methods. Uh, definitely jerk baits are high on the list and definitely big 
swim baits are high on the list right now. So um, uh, regardless of how you like to do it, now is the time. On the trout fishing front, um, I looked at the Mass website. I think Mass stocked like 24 ponds this week. Um, so the, the stocking truck is still doing its thing out there, still, you know, just dumping lots of fish and a lot of rainbows and brookies, it looks like. Um, too many to list, though, so you're going to have to head over to the website yourself and check that out. You can just Google Mass, Massachusetts Trout Stocking and you'll get all the information you need on that. Um, basically, your best course of action is just to go to a place that's been recently stocked and throw pretty much whatever you want. Uh, these fish are taking everything from jerk baits to Ned Rigs to, you know, traditional spinners and spoons to power bait, night crawlers, shiners. I mean, they're, they're hitting almost anything. So um, the fishing's been very good and you've got a very good shot at making it happen out there. Uh, outside of that, the only other thing I heard was a little uptick in uh, holdover striper action on the Cape. No one's given away exactly where, but, um, you know, any one of those estuaries along that south shore, you know, on the Nantucket Sound side is a good bet. Um, and any one of these rivers that kind of cuts through the cuts through the Cape also uh, find some deep water in there and you get a good shot of finding some fish in there as well. And that's what I have for you guys in Massachusetts this week. over into Rhode Island. I'm uh, still hearing about good cod fishing out there, but the big thing right now is just the weather. Um, we keep getting these crazy windy events that are just firing things up uh, and making it real, or firing the seas up, I should say, and making it really hard for uh, the boats to get out there. Uh, the other good news is that the Francis fleet is back on the water. Uh, looks like we have some nicer weather coming up Friday, maybe even Saturday, so um, might be a good time to give them a call and jump on the boat and go catch some codfish. Um, by all accounts, it's well above average right now, and uh, things are looking pretty good. So if you've got the time and if you've got the inclination, give them a call and get out on the party boat and send some pictures in if you do. Um, another thing we're hearing is that there's just been like a rapid sort of percolating uptick in striped bass activity in the salt ponds and tidal rivers in uh, Rhode Island right now. Uh, I've talked to several guys now who have gotten out there and they're just finding the fish to be more active. It's been a really tough winter for them in Rhode Island, which is surprising because it's been so mild. Um, but as we've talked about over the last few weeks, there's got to be some herring running into these ponds. That's usually what wakes them up and uh, you know makes it so that they you know they can't they can't go inactive on you anymore. They're they're they can't help but start to feed. So most of the fish I'm hearing about are being caught on the little stuff, you know, little paddle tails, uh, little cocoa minnows and stuff like that. Uh, I have to remind you guys, these fish are being charged up by herring. And if you throw some bigger baits, not only are you likely to catch some of the bigger fish, but you're also likely to draw a lot more attention because that's what they're keyed in on right now. So throwing things like, a, like an LC Hydro Minnow or a Magic Swimmer, uh, or a 10-inch uh, finesse fish, or something along those lines. Something big and herring-like. Something, and don't be afraid to fish fast either, because those herring tend to charge through at a high rate of speed, and um, you know that perks those fish up. That really piques their interest when they see something kind of screaming through there. So don't be afraid to throw a couple of fast casts in there, because you may find that that's the ticket for the day or the night that you're fishing. Um, but it's good to see that this fishery just keeps getting a little bit better every day, it seems. And, um, you know, that should continue 
right through the end of the month. Uh, other things we're hearing about are, of course, well, on the freshwater side of things, I should say, not a whole lot coming out in, uh, in Rhode Island. Have heard of a couple guys getting some decent largemouth. Um, have heard of a few pickerel here and there, but of course, all trout stocked waters are closed right now, which, you know, limits the number of ponds you can fish, but um, there are, the guys that know where they are, you know, if you go out there and you find some of these ponds that don't have the little white sign, uh, and you put your time in, Rhode Island has a very good largemouth bass fishery. It's just hardly ever talked about and seems like it's hardly utilized. Seems like everybody goes right through Rhode Island and heads to the Cape, and uh, I'm here to tell you that that's a mistake. Um, but that's all I've got for you guys in Rhode Island, so uh, let's head on over into Connecticut. Meg State, you know, seems like the report just is staying the same, and that's not a bad thing. We're just hearing about really good fishing that's just been consistently good for the last, like, four weeks. Um, the Farmington River is still putting out good numbers of fish, although I'm sure we're going to see a flow increase with all this snow and rain that we just had, so you're going to want to keep an eye on that. Um, for a little bit more on that, let's toss it over now to Derek Kirkpatrick from Connecticut Fish Guides. Hey Dave, I'm uh, coming to you today from my tying room. Um, so we just got whacked by a storm pretty good up in the northwest corner. And it uh, seems like we got over a foot of snow. In Massachusetts, um, there's quite a bit of uh, a snowpack. I talked to my buddy who got close to three feet of snow. Um, so this is going to trickle down into our reservoirs and into into some of our rivers in the northern part of the state and that's gonna that's probably gonna bump flows a little bit it's not gonna be um i don't think it's gonna be a a, a super heavy bump uh at least up in the corner where we got snow on other local streams uh if, if you got more rain then yeah you could have a heavy bump but what this will do is it's going to kind of um stunt the hatches so we had early stones that were starting up on the farmington they're a size yeah, 12 to 14 on on some of your smaller trout streams in connecticut those are going to be around 14 and um, those will go into april early april and those kicked off pretty good we've got smaller stones in the 16 to 18 range and uh starting to see a lot of midges and that will continue, but it's it's going to kind of slow down that hatch progress because we're going to get this slow trickle of cold cold water from the snow that we had. So we were running about a week and a half ahead um, with with hatch schedules, hatch times, and that's going to change. It probably push back, and we'll be closer back to the the historical average as far as the entomology of hatches are concerned. Um, so during this phase, I think, you know, your your streamers and meat can do really well, especially on your overcast days, uh, on your sunny days where you're getting a really good sun spike and you're around that freezing temp. Could be good for bugs. Um, if you have super, you know, warm air temp, you could get a lot of snow melt and um, that could trigger a little bit of, 
of uh, negative spike in a way because of that snow melt. You get a lot of cold water coming in, even though it seems like a really nice day. Um, so keep that in mind as well. So as, as I said prior, early stones, small stones, midges, you'll still get Henriksen uh, migrational drifts in the morning. And right now we're probably on target to hit the Henriksen hatch if I had to guess uh, mid-April. That could change depending on, on weather fluctuations. So right now is a, a great example of, of knowing why and when or when and why to fish certain techniques. Over the winter, things were very predictable, limited amounts of entomology. Um, now you're, you're kind of getting a, a lot more thrown into, thrown into the, uh, the equation here. So one day you can do really well on stoneflies and then the next day it could be midges, could be completely different. So you wanna observe, stay on your feet, um, don't be stuck to one technique. Don't try to force them to eat a way that they don't want to eat. Streamer fishing, nymphing, and now dry fly uh, on the Farmington is going to be good on your small wild trout streams. Um, those size 14 stones will will bring fish to the surface for sure on some of the small wild trout streams. So that's that's a cool thing to do. Um, stuff like this, if anglers are looking for more information, we do a live every every week or so on Thursdays at um, 8 or 9 p.m. on Instagram. And that's, you can follow CT Fish Guides or Farmington Flies for that. Um, we also have a, a, a podcast, Catching Alphas, where some of the stuff that we talk about uh, on our river reports here, um, we go over in, in, in way more depth. So that's another outlet for anglers to, uh, to check out. Um, outside of that, you know, we're starting to see a lot of stock fish get put in the rivers. Um, in the beginning, that will make the wild fish, the higher quality fish, more territorial. They can make mistakes. So that's why like streamers and stuff like that, when new fish are being introduced, is not a never a bad idea. Um, so that's pretty much it. Just observe. Don't try to force fish what they don't want to eat. And that's it. Back to you, Dave. Now on the deep website, I tried to count to the best of my ability how many bodies of water were stocked in Connecticut. And the number I came up with was 45. They stocked 45 lakes, rivers, and ponds uh, since we last gave a video report. That's a ton of trout. Um, you're going to want to go over to the deep website. Again, you can do it the same way. Just Google Connecticut trout stocking and it'll send you right to the webpage where you can see every single pond that was stocked and it gives you all the dates when they were recently stocked. So you can really, you know, root out the one that's closest to you that has the highest probability. Uh, all accounts uh, across the state where people are fishing these stocked waters have been great. Um, and guys are really excited about this catch and release season. It's the first time in anyone's memory when we could fish for trout in March in Connecticut. And uh, also, again, it's opening up that opportunity to fish for largemouth in these ponds too. And, you know, when they dump a bunch of 12 inch, 10 to 12 inch fish into a pond, the biggest largemouth, they get excited about it and they become vulnerable to being targeted with uh, bigger baits as well. So that's another thing that you can keep on your radar. Heading out toward the Connecticut River, we're starting to hear about a lot more panfish activity. Hopefully it's not going to get totally blown out by all this rain and snow and runoff, but I have a feeling it probably will. Um, but at last check, there were white perch being caught in the marinas. There was lots of calico bass being caught. There were some pike 
charging around at Haddon Meadows, and we even heard about some outsized pickerel uh, starting to bite in some of the coves, which is probably a signal that their spawning season is starting to begin. Uh, so there's a lot going on in the Connecticut River. You're just probably going to have to wait now for the levels to come down a little bit and the water to clean up before you can, uh, you know, have an effective fishing trip on the Connecticut River. For a little more on what's going on in the Connecticut River Valley now, let's toss it over now to Rowan Lytle. Hey, everybody. So we got a little bit of snow over the last couple of days. Uh, the further south you are, the less you got. And the Connecticut River Valley in particular, you know, kind of funnels the warm air up. So the Connecticut River Valley did not get much snow. We're looking at a significant warm-up over the uh, the next few days and right in through the weekend. Um, so we can expect that to pick up the fishing, especially in areas with minimal snow. When you get a bit of snow on the ground and it starts to melt into the water, uh, especially the rivers, you know, that cools the temperature down rather than warming it up. But in some areas, that's going to be mitigated for us. Um, over the next week or two, I'm particularly going to be looking at carp. Uh, this could be a great time of year to get some of the larger carp um, look on the sunnier, warm days, temperatures in the 50s, um, and uh, south-facing shorelines. You know, anywhere that the sun's really going to impact significantly. Uh, fish will be coming up onto the edge of mud flats, and anywhere that's going to warm up more significantly. Uh, look for fairly slack water. They're not going to be concentrated in deep water yet. Uh, get out and bait your areas if you're fishing bait. Um, I, of course, mostly target them on fly, so I'm going to be looking uh, for the shallow mud flats that the fish are going to move on to and either start feeding actively, or this time of year a lot of them will just be sunning. You'll sit them, see them kind of under the surface sitting in large groups, just taking in the heat. Um, you can catch those fish on small artificials. They can be tricky at times, uh, but if you present to enough of them, you can catch them. But yep, this can be you know a tough time of year for a lot of species, but with the weather warming up, it's looking good. So get out there, get after it. Heading west from the Connecticut River, uh, you know we're still hearing about little dots of uh, you know great trout activity. I also forgot to talk about the seaforellin fishing, which has had another week of successful trips for the guys that are targeting them. Uh, a lot of people are interested in these exotic trout species and um, you know the state as always did a great job stocking and guys are catching them. Um, you can check out the deep website for details on where they were all stocked. Um, uh, that's another thing that the, that the website will provide. Uh, one place that I know has been really good though has been Black Pond uh, so you can definitely check that one out. Um, heading further west uh, we're still hearing about great fishing in the Housatonic. We've Anytime we get precipitation, uh, the Hoosie seems to just get even a little bit better. Um, we heard about some solid fish coming out of there. And, uh, you know, more and more effort, you know, as this month kind of trucks on, it always seems to get better and you see a lot more fishermen. So um, if you're going to head down there, you can expect to have better results, but you can also expect to have a lot more friends around you. So uh, that's something to keep in mind. But the upper river, you know, from Sunnyside North, seems to be the area where the activity is still centered and uh, overall the bite has been very good. For a little more on that and some of the other things that are happening out west, let's throw it over now to Max Finch from Fisherman's World. Hey everyone, Max here from Fisherman's World with another local fishing report. Our trout streams are still fishing well, the state's doing a good job stocking and they'll still continue to stock our local rivers. The TMA section in uh, Mill River has been fishing really well, they did a good job there. Anglers are getting them on the fly rod, they're getting them on spinners, small jigs, you name it. We do have a wide variety of baits at the shop and we're fully stocked up on trout worms, mealworms, night crawlers, and shiners. 
Other than that, anglers are still hitting the Houstonic. We're seeing our biggest fish at night coming on, you know, bigger soft plastics. As we move forward, we uh, hope the herring show up in good numbers that will really turn the river bite on. The SP minnows work really well in that situation, Colt snipers. And then we haven't seen too much herring show up yet. We usually see them in our waters like the end of this month, first week of April. That's what I have for you guys in the reports this week. Hopefully you're gonna find them useful. Um, you know, there's a lot going on. We, the holdover striped bass activity is really starting to ramp up and that's across the entire region. So if that's your thing, now's a great time to get out there and start making that happen. And again, that largemouth bass fishing is no joke right now. This is the best time of the year to go out and target a really big fish and you can do it using so many different methods um, that it just makes it really fun for everybody. Uh, the last thing I'll say, of course, is if you're not a subscriber to The Fisherman Magazine, I highly recommend you heading over to the website and checking us out. Um, that's thefisherman.com. And we cover a pretty wide region, everywhere from Delaware all the way up to Maine. And we cover all of the species and angling disciplines that you can do in that range, from offshore fishing to surf fishing, from paddle boarding to kayaking to going up to the up to Pulaski to fish for steelhead, we cover it all. Um, and it's 30 bucks a month, you're going to get 12 paper editions sent to your door, and you're going to get 26 digital editions sent to your email box with access to all three editions. That's New Jersey, Long Island, and my edition, the New, the New England edition. And, um, you know, that's, that's a lot of information for 30 bucks. Uh, as I always say, it's the best 30 bucks you can spend in fishing. But at the very least, if you're still not convinced, at least give us a like and subscribe here on YouTube and hit that little bell thing down there so you get a notification every time we post something new. I appreciate you guys for watching, and we'll see you next week.